And here we go. Welcome back to season two, episode five. We're going to call this one Black Magic. I hope everyone is recovering from their freaky weekends and staying safe out there. It's Naughty Mondays with your favorite naughtiest mommy. And again, this is season two, episode five. I am here with some bitches that are witches. Say hi. Hello. Say hi. Hey, hey, hey. So we're going to call them Agent Red and Agent White. And Agent Black couldn't be with us today. So that's why we're dedicating this episode to him, Black Magic. I hope he listens in and enjoys it. Uh, If you've been following the gram, you know what this podcast is all about. If you want to participate in the show, you just got to follow me on IG at Naughty Mommy Naughty. That's N-A-T-Y. Take posts and stories. All Anonymous is a judgment-free zone for all the mommies to talk about the naughty things they do and aren't supposed to talk about. Uh, So in the spirit of Halloween, because obviously Halloween is like a mindset. It's not a holiday. Absolutely. All year long. <laughs> right. Halloween is all year. Like, if you're in Halloween the way we are in Halloween, it's definitely just a way to think. It's the lifestyle. It is yep. a lifestyle. <laughs> it's completely a lifestyle. So, we know Halloween was a few days ago, but blah, blah, blah. We're going to enjoy and talk about witches and wiki stuff and all of wicked sex that you guys like to do. <laughs> <laughs> they laugh ever so gently, but it's really going to get into you're it. You're not ready for us. <laughs> we're not ready. Um, so, we're going to have some questions that people are asking. We're going to go through polls. Now, we do have one is a mommy over here, um, and you both are practicing witches, and, but you're also pagan. So just really quickly, like paganism is like a religion, right? Yes. So is there a difference between being pagan and practicing witchcraft? It is a little bit different. Paganism is just the practice of working with multiple gods, working with more than just one god. But witchcraft is the practice of the craft. So you're learning more about doing the craft of it, spells, all the brujeria stuff. So that's the what we're doing. <laughs> yes. So, so can you guys, um, are you able to say how long you've been practicing witchcraft? Yeah. Okay. I've been practicing witchcraft for going on 22 years. 22 years, Agent Red. And I have been practicing going on 13 years. 13 now? years. And that's Agent White. And they're both, I mean, Agent White is in her 20s still, like, hit you forever and agent red is aging like wine but they're both definitely been practicing for a long time so we can hopefully we can get some good stuff out of you guys absolutely so, let's do it let's do it so the first thing we did is we did run some polls as we do um they were a little kinky I actually got some feedback on the polls like what are you guys gonna get into so i don't know <laughs> if my audience is ready for this but they're not go, ready they're not ready no so we're gonna go into it so the first poll was do you know about sex and magic I have 79% said Hocus Pocus bitch. So 79% said yes, they know about it. And then we have 21% said they stay far away from it. You know, some people automatically go to like Ouija boards and stuff like that. But I mean, I've been researching a lot about sex and magic. 73% said they're down for sex and magic. Is that surprising to you? No. Yeah. Sex magic is one of the most rawest forms of magic. It is a beautiful and most pure form of releasing energy. So magic is the concept of releasing energy. That's literally all that magic is. You get an intention in your head, you work through the intention, and you send it out. That's what magic is all about. Sex magic, think about it. You are raising energy as you're building that moment, and you're both getting into it, and you're rocking each other's world. That orgasm, it is the most powerful form of releasing that energy. 
So you're sitting there, you're enjoying that moment. As you're doing it, you start building that energy. Let's say it's an, you're doing energy for beauty, for yourself, trying to find that feminine power within yourself. So you start visualizing that beauty and you start raising that energy, raising that energy. And when that orgasm hits, you release it out. And you are sending out that you feel this inner beauty now to the surface. So like what if you're, okay, so what if you're doing this with whoever you'd love to do it with? And you yourself want to do some kind of like sex magic spell? Does the other person have to be aware or involved? Or can you do this? <laughs> morally? Maybe why it feels so, like she's like, yes. Morally? <laughs> yes. Morally and ethically, you do want your partner that you're with to be at some level of being informed of what's going on. Do you have to give them all the grimy details of everything that your intention is? No. But you do want to clue that person in because there's such a thing as magical consent, just as there is in a physical Magical consent? There yeah. is magical wow. consent. Wow, okay. Yeah, so you so. want to make sure, I mean, I guess I've seen the craft, right? So <laughs> you definitely want to make sure they know that you're putting, like, something, but um, so you both should be on the same page then. Yeah, and it can be as simple as, hey, partner, um, there's, a, there's a form of energy raising that I want to do with you. I trust you. Um, and it's at that point, at your discretion with you and your partner, if you want to go into more detail, or if, say, perchance you're both practicing pagans or witches together, then you can go all in, plan it together. But for the most part, like someone like me who has a partner who's just friendly to the craft and doesn't participate, um, when I have had experiences with them when I've done that, I've always said, hey, partner, I just want to let you know if it's okay, you're cool with that, um, just to ensure that we're both energetically on the same page, especially within our relationship as well. So obviously you've had, like, <laughs> she's giving me an evil face. So, uh, I mean, yeah. you you literally just went into that. So you, yeah. you guys have done this before together? Absolutely. And you've done it before. Absolutely. And is it, like, versus, like, normal vanilla sex? Is it, like, to the, like, a millionth power? The, yes, so the best kind of sex is after you have a ritual or after you have what we call circle and you're building energy with your coven and you're working together and then you're done, everybody goes home, everybody, and then you grab your partner and you just get it on. Yeah. That is the best kind of sex. Circle nights are the best nights. (laughs) Agreed. So, I don't, and this is like seven minutes into this and I'm just like, I have so many questions already. So, okay. I told you you weren't ready. I know, I don't know. I think I am, but I never really know. So, circle, right? So, just so people can know, circle is like, you know, if you would go to church, it's a gathering of yeah. people. It's the we all gather to together. Gather yeah. You guys We're, do it like once a week or once every other week or something. Yeah, like we gather together to worship, um, okay. just like you would do if you go to church. And so, then for a us, coven it's just how many people can be in a coven? As a many as we want. It could be two, it could be the priest and the priestess and a, and a person, which would be three. It could be five. It could be 10. The ideal number that you don't want more is the lucky number 13. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. 
only because anything more than 13, it becomes overcrowded, and it's really hard to lend the energies towards each other when there's too many people. Jaden has something to say. What do you have to say, puppy? <laughs> we have the baby in the house today, and he's just Googling and goggling up. So in case, you know, he wants to talk to we'll let him give, give him his time. Um, all right, so the next poll said, uh, <laughs> have you ever had ritualistic sex, sex involving magic and spells? So we have... 38% said Bruja over here, and 62% said sex and magic don't mix. So I think, yeah, we actually had more people saying that, like, they don't know if they'll fully indulge in this. Like, um, well, okay, so here's the thing. Uh, Agent Red is about to go into a tangent. Here we go. Go, go So it. love spells, in my opinion, are one of the most darkest forms of magic. You think magic and you think spells and people and tend to think that that's like talking to spirits, playing with Ouija boards, maybe doing money spells or spells in general. Love spells are one of the darkest forms of magic because you, what you're doing is bending the will of someone to want you that would not normally want you. Make sense? Yeah. Also so, the oldest form of spells as well. Exactly. What's the first form of spell you hear about in every pop culture reference and every Book, history book, yeah. a love spell gone wrong. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And there's always somebody that wants to do it. I exactly. Want to fall in love with me. And that's here's the like thing: that. people in general, unfortunately, society tells us as as men and as women, as we're not allowed to be as free and as open with our sexuality. Right. It's so, so it's super like right. taboo-ish and like super like it's something of a forbidden. Like exactly. You just don't, these things you don't do. So you when know? you're in you're in the bedroom and you're performing a ritualistic sexual moment in the room you're empowering yourself you're taking that power back so why wouldn't you want to do it yeah it's just when people don't understand or the unknown is so scary to them because they hear witchcraft and they're like oh man i knew this bruja over here that did the spell and this person fell asleep in a coma and blah 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 and people don't really look at what it really is right and it's you know, ritualistic sex is taking that power back. It's bringing that power back to you. It's more of the unknown. So mm-hmm. for people, like, number one, maybe they may think they may do something that's too powerful for them or out of their control. Like you said, like, it's one of the spells or one of the things that you can do that always comes back tenfold and it's, like, grows up in your face. So mm-hmm. maybe people are scared of that. Or, like you said, it's just something of the unknown. They automatically assume witchcraft has to do with, like, Ouija boards and, like, darkness and but like i mean i don't know sex is definitely not the darkness part of it like i see the light like i see the light i mean i'm just saying like not only that too like if you think about it a lot of the times like yes marriage is for you and that person you're getting married to but it's also kind of a statement to everybody else whereas having a, a, a sexual or ritualistic experience with that person that you want to be bonded to is more of a bonding of the soul it's more of a bonding of your spirits together, and it's for you two, and it's only for you two, and whatever powers you want to call in, whatever powers you believe in, it's for you. Whereas, like, your outward wedding, your hand fasting, whatever you're doing, it's for you, but it's also for other people to bear witness. This, doing something like this, just between you two, the only witness are the eyes. Right, so. and so, like, you really manifest a really intense sexual energy if it's just, like, you and the person, or you and a group of people, whoever you guys do it with, it just, it's more like, there's more tension in that, in that energy. Um, that's, that's intense. So, uh, the next question, the next poll we have, have you ever used, 
all know what that is, right? Peach <laughs> eggplant. <laughs> all right. So have you ever used peach eggplant as magic to keep someone around? Um, 73% said, yes, I got the magic stick. And 27% said, no, you can't get it. So it's funny because on one side, people are like, no, 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 no. You can't do sex and magic. But then on the other side, when they think of their body part as magic, right? And they think of That's their body the part thing. as a tool, mm-hmm. then they're fine with it because yeah. now it's like, it's literally switched. Now, a whole bunch of people are like, hey, yeah, for sure. I'll use my body part as a magic tool. So what's the difference from when you go spiritual to like using your body part? You know, it's technically it would be the same. It's like having a wand. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? So in with some way, right? our practice specifically, I'm going to cut in and I'll let you, Agent White, cut in too. You got, I love to talk. So you get me going and forget it. I don't shut I should like talk about sex and magic. It's like, this is like, go. I talk about anything witchcraft and I'm like, we're talking witchy. Let's do it. I'm I mean, good with that. I have a lot of experience in the game. So my people want <laughs> like, to know. Let's want do to know. it. Let's bring it up and let's talk about it. Our religion, um, because this is a religion to me. So our religion is a fertility religion. It is literally the joining of the God and the goddess. The God and the goddess are having sex. Right. So why can't we? It's all about their empowerment. And you think about it to us. Um, the goddess is Mother Nature. What does Mother Nature produce? Life. So where does the life force come from? Her vagina. I mean, it's true. I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, like, and not to get, like, I mean. Oh, no, get there. Go, go. If you think about it, the vagina, we bring life, right? Exactly. The way you have kids and, like, being moms or whatever it is, like, you bring life. Or if you have a mom, obviously, like, you were brought into a world, you bring life. So, really, the vagina is sacred. Whether you have a C-section or not, it's metaphorically speaking, the vagina. You're bringing it to life. So, it is a part. It's it's kind of in a place where it accepts all forms. Mm -hmm. Like, you're taking in the energy, but you also release so much energy. That's why it's so and that's like, where I tell people they're not, you know, when you don't understand and you think witchcraft and you're running from the idea of it, ah, but you don't realize you do witchcraft every day. When you worship your own body, whether it's masturbation or actually having sex with someone, you, you're you practicing witchcraft. Congratulations. So the next time you rub one out, it's, oh, goddess, oh, goddess. <laughs> yes. Also, too, to add on to that, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of people don't realize having sex in with be that somebody you're not married to, all of these interactions sexually, we're against the law, we're illegal, they're still illegal in some places, if people were to find out. So, like, um, a, a huge aspect of witchcraft and the practice in and of itself is reclaiming your freedom to be yourself and to be who you are. And an additional part of that is reclaiming your own body to do what you wish with it because it's yours and it's not anybody else. And that's true because, like, in, especially when you're doing masturbation, I mean, I mean, you can be freaks and do everything you want, but, like, in essence, you're by yourself and you're with your own thoughts. And it's the one time that really there's nobody that can judge what you want, what you watch, what you want to do, and how mm-hmm. you make yourself feel. And maybe, like, you do something to yourself that other people don't do. And, like, and it's literally the only time that you get that and it's okay. And yeah. it's, it feels like it's not... Even, like, being a mom, sometimes you, like, feel you want you don't want to feel dirty and all this, but, like, it's literally those few minutes while you're by yourself doing what you got to do that you feel like I could just be myself. Like and your body nobody... is a temple. To us, your body is sacred. It's a temple. It's beautiful. It is everything that you want it to be. There's nothing wrong with it. So I think that the people have the misconception that don't understand witchcraft, what it really is. 
that they have issues with, oh, I wouldn't touch that. Yeah. yeah. But you would. But if it's their eggplant or peach, they would touch it. I love that. Eggplant or peach. I'm yeah. going to call it that next time. I'm going <laughs> to be like, play with your eggplant. <laughs> yes. Yes. I will touch play my peach. Play with your peach. eggplant or peach. It's I love it. Um, all right. So the next poll we have is, would you be part of a, of a sex ritual act? Sex act. 41% said, bring the magic. 59% said, nope, no, not doing it. But it's kind of equal. It's kind of like 41, 59. That's kind of like, you know, you're somewhere in the middle. So um, it looks like people would participate, you know, somewhat. Um, what do you think about that? Group sex in general is still so very taboo that people, I think, are afraid to explore that sides of themselves. And I don't understand why. I mean, not that I'm, okay, I don't want you guys to think I'm having, like, gangbang Wednesdays at my house. But... <laughs> But I don't understand why it's such like a, oh my God, everybody has, like, that's one thing that like everybody can share, whether you do it once or twice or thrice, right? <laughs> everybody has sex at some point. So I don't understand why group sex is such like a taboo thing. Again, it goes back to those societal preconceptions that have been built in and forced on and brain, like a lot of people call it brainwashing, if you will, but it's that continual historical suppression of a free idea of self, right? Because if you if you um, if you look past um, before a lot of pagan holidays were transformed into Christian Catholic mm-hmm. holidays, you look to those times. Like say, for instance, the city of Pompeii. A lot of people don't realize the city of, of, of Pompeii was a sex city. You went to the city of Pompeii and pitched rocks on. Really, I didn't know that. So there were actual brothels specifically yeah. for specific things. So if you wanted to do it with a guy. You'd go to one brothel, and they would have depictions pressed into the concrete, so you would just follow the depictions to go where you wanted. If you just no watch, way, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's Can we really- take a field trip to this place? I want to go. <laughs> well, it's gone. It yeah. was the volcano destroyed the city. Oh, so there's yeah. no money, there's nothing, nothing left. left. They've only recently found this through excavation. So, based on looking at the actual facts of history from what we know, a long time ago, it was. Everybody did what they wanted. The ancient Greeks, the ancient Romans. It was a free and loving and beautiful experience because it was also an experience they would share with the gods. Do you think that's also so, where maybe like the whole thing about brujeria or witchcraft came about? Because as people were evolving, I guess, and changing to becoming more crude throughout life, the others that were still practicing witchcraft, still being free, they were the, like, here's you the know, thing. condemned for it. So, yeah, like, and, and here's the thing. I don't want to pin one country against another ever, ever, and me I don't want to get into blood. Like, I'm not pointing fingers at But anybody. here's the thing. In British traditional craft, which is where we come from, England was definitely and is in many ways more freeing with their bodies than us Americans. It's true. I us mean, Americans true. built this historically fear of our women having to be suppressed. Our women went from being able to be in brothels and be free with themselves and be okay with it right. to then being suppressed saying they had to be home to cook, clean, and take care of children. I mean, yes. and it, it is. I mean, even the concept of this podcast, like literally just to bring it back, like even the concept of this is like, you know, there's certain people in the family and stuff that I wouldn't even tell that I do this. And just because it's like, it's that idea of being judged. It's the idea of like, we do have to be like, I need a podcast to 
have an outlet for other women to feel yeah. okay to talk about these There's things. There's a which ritual is, in um, witchcraft, and it's not even around this time. You think it would be around Halloween, but it's not. It's in May, and it's Beltane. And during this time, you, in, in England, more so than here, um, you have the god and the goddess represented by two people, and they go into the woods, and they get their freaks on. And if you, you have, go into the woods in Beltane? We don't go into the woods and get our freak on because, unfortunately, we can't. But <laughs> I go home after the after and get my freak on after. Uh, listen, I'm free gender was, fluid, so therefore I got man and a woman. I'm good. Go. We're good okay, with this. Were you able to get your freak on? Would you guys like? Would that still be a thing in practice? I don't think if it, it was would legally bother me. Accept, uh, acceptable. I would have no problem. With I don't. That. Me neither. I don't think it would bother me because at that moment we're not there staring at each other, going, "Oh yes, this is like a big gangbang porn." Right. So we're I'll, here. I have questions. I actually yeah. know. That. I have questions about that because, yeah. like, it, that is another conception. Like, and I know that it's funny because people have told you before, like, "Oh, you guys just get all naked and like run around each other." Right. But it's different when it's not sexual. Like, exactly. It's not a sexual thing. And then there's a difference where there's a moment of it becoming a sexual thing, and then versus a moment of just being naked and. Yeah. Well, doing that, what you gotta, gotta that goes do. into the concept there that there's a big difference between being sensual and being free with somebody and just being purely sexual, right? So there, there a lot of people get those concepts like they intertwine them together. Where like it goes into there's a concept there's a concept of uh, tantric sex where it's literally just existing in the same space and building absolutely like, sensual energy with other people. Yes, and there are groups who participate in tantric sex where they don't even touch. Exactly. Tantric. Tantric. T-A-N-T-R-I-C. So look this up. Tantric sex. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's a way of existing with yourself and raising this beautiful sensual energy, whether mm-hmm. by yourself or with other people, and you don't even touch that. Nope. I mean, meditations, yoga, things like that, you build that same kind of energy. Yeah. The only difference is taking it that step to making it sexual. Well, where do you think the conversation comes from? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So the last one we have, which is kind of funny. So the last one we, we just said is, would you be a part of it? And it was more towards half-half, right? Right. So the one that says, would you watch a sexual ritual, sex act, group act? 71% yeah. I knew said, it. <laughs> yes, fuck yes, hocus pocus, they would watch it. 29% said no way. So where half people are like, I wouldn't really participate, but everybody's down to watch. There's voyeurs right there. There's <laughs> people down to you watch. You fear what you don't know. So when you're, I, if I'm telling you you're going to participate in a group sex moment, yeah, you're going to run for the hills. You fear it. You don't know what's going to happen. Not There's me, I'm a like, lot of, put me in the star. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Take it. I want to see what happens. <laughs> Sorry, hub. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're not. But it's true. There's the people fear what they don't know. But the idea of experiencing it because they want to see what it's all about, they're, they're on board with that. Like, let me see what this is about first, and then I'll decide. If I right. That's. I mean, it's just crazy to see that. That more people are like, everybody's like, no, 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 I don't want to touch witchcraft. No, 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 I don't want sex and magic. But then they had no problem to be there to watch it. They just well, don't want to participate. I or are scared to participate. I agree. I genuinely believe that everybody's got a little voyeur in them. Absolutely. Like everybody with is with preach never agent white. They'll never <laughs> admit. Oh, I'll do this. I'll I'll take it up the butt. I'll get tied to a cross. She just said take it out. up the butt. So serious, like, staring at me in no, the face. I love it. Every, like everybody's just like quick to like be like, no, I'll never say anything like that. But yet you'd be happy to sit in the corner and watch and them. watch it. Right? How many people watch porn? Right? I mean, you know, a lot of people are more comfortable bearing witness 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Yep. Um, all right. So we did talk a little bit about Coven. Um, I guess there are, so I looked up some sex magic. It's crazy what you can find on the web about sex magic. Oh, yeah. Um, so a lot of people were saying like initiations and stuff like that. They use sexual energy. Oh no, you're um, going there. So we're going there. We're okay. going there. So I was looking it up and it mentioned like viewing orgasms as like powerful manifestations of like sex and magic yes. and, and enhancing their magical power. So let's talk about initiations. How, do you know, have you known of anyone that uses this as an initiation? Do you guys use it as an initiation? No. Okay. Okay. We do not in our practice, in our tradition, use sex in initiation at all. Do you, have that, you known anyone to do it? Um, <sighs> that's a difficult question to answer. Yeah. <laughs> Just smiling. Like, no. <laughs> well, I mean, have we come across a, people that can be borderline cultish in their thought process in the name of calling it witchcraft? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've met, you don't, you're not in this, tradition and in this community for as long as I have been in I've met all walks of life so yeah you I will say yes you'll meet people that will try to persuade you to say in order to be initiated quote-unquote into the craft you have to have sex but we do not do that it's completely you know that's all that's not on topic if you want to go home and have sex with your partner if you want to go home and have sex with your priest if you, it's all consensual, you do you. But in ritual, would we specifically do? No, we don't. Have people ever come in to your coven thinking it might be geared towards yes, sexual? Yes. And then all of a sudden they're Every like, single yeah. day. Really? Yeah. Okay, so we, we are, and I, I'm, I can say it, I'm Gardnerian. So if you look it up, the tradition is called Gardnerian. Um, because of the misconceptions, because we are more, um, more, secretive about some of our practices people automatically assume it's all about sex yeah oh these people are freaks they're all about sex. oh they, they took okay there's more so. like the, the garden you're yeah. thinking of like adam and eve naked rolling around yeah the they think automatically like, like oh yeah those gardenarian people yeah they practice naked they're all about sex they're all like boinking each other and That's it's like all that matters to them they're yeah so like and i what if the first time because you guys said you guys do get naked and stuff like that when you have yes sometimes so that is a thing so it is what thing. about the first times that these people are brought in have they like do they get hard-ons and stuff like well it's a natural physical experience of your body like who am i to shame a person absolutely who has a agent who, white who the air changes and they we're raising energy and and the energy just is interacting with them, and they get really excited, and they don't mean to get excited physically. People who have penises can't always control their penises. That's you true. Know? So it's not even about that. We like, don't shame them. We don't point it out. No, we they continue. Feel I feel like they right. do. They they. I've even witnessed one that started crying because it was so oh, embarrassing. That's so sad. That been, it, it was be, like, well because yeah, of society. Be the, it was yeah. so embarrassing yeah. to the person that the person started you know, getting teary-eyed, and we just, it's almost like you ignore the behavior, you don't acknowledge the fact that this just happened, you just keep having circle, you keep raising energy. And then eventually, I'm assuming they get yes. used to, like, how... Yes, you know, But I feel like it could still happen. It know. absolutely, women, too, it's just we're easier to hide it than men. <laughs> Not only that, think about it, too, like, when we're on our periods, we're still going to go to circle, we're still absolutely. Gonna oh, wait! We're going to see that string hanging between my oh, legs. Oh, I mean, actually, I didn't even think of that, that's true. 
true. Like, your period's not going to go around it. So, like... So let's talk menstruation. Let's talk menstruation. You want to talk menstruation? We're going to do it. Enlighten us a little bit. So, and it's when you are menstruating, that is, you are releasing your life force, your energy, your blood. It is one of the most powerful moments and absolutely encouraging to have sex during your period. Do it. Absolutely. You're raising so much energy at that moment. And your blood flow is coming out, and he's joined with you, and you have this connection. Girl, let it go. That's such go a with it. It's so beautiful. Release. Is it? Really? I mean, yes. I have sex with a group because I like the way it feels, to be honest. <laughs> I'm like more gushy for the pushy, right? So <laughs> I, yeah, I like the way it feels. But I mean, that's crazy. I didn't even think of that. So that's something that, like, you know, you feel, I guess you have no. more energy. Why do you think they have more energy during their menstrual cycle? Well, like, if you really think about it, what's happening? Like, what's happening in your body, right? Like, your your body is releasing the lining of your uterus. Your, your body's clearing itself out to prepare for the next cycle, right? So, same with the moon. Say, for instance, you want to do a letting go spell. You have some big shit you need to let go of. You need to get rid of somebody. You have to get rid of negativity. You have to get muster up the, the, the courage to quit your job. That's the perfect time to do releasing and to do like a releasing spell and let that shit go like clear it all out because everything's being expelled from your body anyway well it's, i guess metaphorically speaking yeah you're technically getting rid of yeah right your so it is a it is a purest moment in your sexual experience and if you've never tried it because it's taboo or because of your own fears let that go and do it and have fun and and your body is your temple in all ways whether you're menstruating, whether you're going through menopause, whether you are, you know, pregnant and, or just had a baby, explore yourself, be free with yourself. And that's part of us. We, we have a term that we say in the craft that we say all acts of love are acts of the goddess. So any, Ooh, la- any, like yeah, and we live by that creed, all acts of love. So love for yourself. So if you're on your period, and you want to get your freak on, all acts of love, baby, you go with it. Yeah, it's that, Girl, you're going to be goosebumps. Oh, <laughs> I need a sitter tonight. We told you you weren't ready. I'm not ready. That was that was good. We that told you good. you're not ready. That's crazy. So you touched on it for a second. So let's just talk really quickly. So how about pregnancy? And what do you guys do when someone in your coverage does get pregnant? Like, is Oh, some- it's beautiful. I was pregnant. Um, with my second child and I was going to my coven and going to circle and it is one of the most rawest forms of energy to be in that sacred space. You're really in the moment yes. of what everything you guys pretty much yes. talked about, you know, bringing in new Exactly. Life life. So like you're more in that moment at that and moment. And my coven nurse would come around and they would rub my belly and they would, and it was such a beautiful feminine empowerment to be in circle and have this belly there and have this life inside you. Yeah, absolutely. I know you would feel a lot of energy. Yes. Like, such positive. Because I'm all about, I mean, you guys know, I cut off people when I'm pregnant all the time. <laughs> and I just feel like, because during that time, I'm all about, like, myself, my family, what's important for my health. Yeah. And I just want positivity. I'm very, like, you know, there's certain things I guess you could be bruhadia with and not really be a bruja, right? Right. So, like, I'm very bruhadia with, like, having positive energy around when you're bringing babies into this world. I don't absolutely. want anybody negative, anybody, you know, judgmental, negative about my kids, me, myself, pregnancy, anything in general. And the beauty of it, whether you have a child um, naturally 
or you have a child cesarean or you have mm-hmm. any of that. It, it doesn't matter how it, the baby comes. But that moment that that baby has come out and taken that first breath of life, it is the purest form of magic for that child. It is the beginning of their life. So it is, it's such a beautiful moment that it should be celebrated. Do they do like a ritual after you have a baby? Yes. There's something they do specifically yes. for you guys? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is the baby involved? The baby's involved, or you can do it for yourself too. There is an honoring, even if you, and it's not just women that have babies. There's women that choose to never have a child, but they end up choosing to be a craft priestess and run covens and be that person. We honor them too. You celebrate their you life. Ex- exactly. And I mean, a mom is a mom any way you put it. Mm-hmm. You, have, you have kitty cats, you're a mom, so you're a mom too. Yes. <laughs> you absolutely. Have kitty cats, you have animals, you have um, coven babies. All acts all, of love. Yeah, it's true. It is. In general, you're a nurturing. Whether you have a kid or not, you're naturally going to be a nurturing person. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever met a mom, or I don't surround myself around moms and stuff that aren't nat- like nurturing. And we have, we also have ways of empowering women that have gone through postpartum depression because mental health is very important for us. Of course. So if you have a mommy that is struggling with being a mommy and going through postpartum, there's ways for us to raise energy and lend our energy to them to help them empower themselves. That is awesome. Like, not only that, not to to be a downer, but say, for instance, um, a mother happens to lose Again, all acts of love, right? It becomes a group moment of love to be there for that mother because she's still a mother. Of course, they're still a mother. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's very it's very celebrated and very honored um, in a very uh, humbling way. In some ways, do you think that wo- that women are more? Um, I guess in which have are women more looked up to than men? Yes. I mean, everyone's equal. I do have a lot of male listeners. I actually, as crazy as it is, I actually have more male listeners than female listeners. So this is such so. a hard subject yeah. to talk about now, only because um, when you're talking about witchcraft in the 70s and the 80s and the early 90s, it was very feminist. It was very catered more to women and the joining of sisterhood. As the end of the 90s, the beginning of the 2000s, men started becoming more involved into the craft I mean, and wanting more. Yeah, right. And a lot of people immediately think of women, but there were there were there were men and women that were right. doing hung and, and for heresy and for witchcraft. So, so now we're in a we are in a phase of the community itself where we're sitting on this ledge of figuring out how to work together and play in the same sandbox, if you will, without yelling at each other. We're still haven't figured it out. We're still getting there. (laughs) But it is, it's a new movement now of learning to accept and and also for men to accept a feminine energy. It's very hard to, not, not for us, I don't think we've ever had a, but I know of stories of men in the craft that it's just a struggle for them to, embrace the goddess embrace yeah. that 
feminine aspect because then, oh, I can't be feminine because then I'm not straight or I'm, you know. So having that, getting rid of that concept and letting them be flow and and fluid with their, you know, aspects, it's it's new. It's new. Also, a lot of people don't realize that there's a polarity to who we are, right? Yes. We have masculine and feminine energies that we work with on the daily, right? right? And for those people who do believe in reincarnation, you don't get to choose who you come back as. If you have, if you feel like you have past lives, you weren't always a man, you weren't always a woman, you were who you were born as as well. So we all have these aspects of being uh, masculine and feminine within us. And uh, for me, in my journey, because I'm a little bit younger than Agent Red, so I've got a little bit of a different coming up experience, um, a lot of my journey has been realizing the balance between the two, physically as well as uh, energetically, magically, and sexually, that balance between those energies. Um, because, like, for me, like, also bringing it back to the sex magic, for me, there's a difference between doing a ritual where I'm raising energy and doing sex magic with a dildo versus if I'm just stimulating myself. There's a huge difference because of the act in and of itself. Penetration versus just general stimulation and masturbation. Huge difference. So not every time you're having, not every time you're masturbating or having sex, you're having sex magic. No. No. Necessarily. No. So it's not like you're doing magic three times a no. fucking day or whatever. No. Um, but there has to be a purpose. That, yeah. There, there has, has to be a reason. And like, so I read a, an article. It's crazy, but it was an article about a woman that she was saying that she used masturbation to pretty much get like a better promotion at her job. Like, do you think it's a direct relation like that? You really think, like, if you masturbate and you get this, that much energy, you can... If you believe it. Yeah. It's your intention. Everything starts with your intention with your thoughts. If you believe that that's what's happening for you, you're going to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. So you have to really be into it. You have to believe it's a thing. Um, and you have to be... I mean, it's, not, it's more so not even believing, just knowing that it's out there and you can do something about it. That's true. I know. Her lips are quivering because we just had a coffee And it break. wasn't it wasn't my lips up here under the nose. <laughs> her other lips are quivering. My other lips reason. are quivering. All right. So we did touch on a man in witchcraft and stuff, right? So I looked up something straight up. It says witchritual.com. Um, it's, about, it's about a man that, okay, so it's a ritual, they say. They say a guy can go ahead and use a container to capture his semen <laughs> and... You capture the semen, you use it as an added enhancement to a spell, you find a plant, you plot the plant and the semen, and you're hoping that it's going to grow with the intention of, like, manifestation. Is this, like, a thing? Have you guys heard of this? Yes. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. So, like, I thought it was, I was like, what? I, I, I love not... you want to capture Jace, oh, my hubby's semen, <laughs> and put it in a pot somewhere. <laughs> it's not, okay, that's more Judaism yeah. it, than it is, okay. One of the things, uh, there's different traditions in mm-hmm. the craft. Druids, they did a lot of practice with like more primitive craft. Very primitive. So one of the things that they... Like I am yeah, man. Well, no, and hear this. So if a woman, like let's say your baby's um, umbilical cord, uh-huh. they would wrap it around a tree so that the tree would grow fertility. It would grow. No way. Yes. So wow. they actually would trap the man's semen to then grow. Think of a tree as a female representation. 
Nasiman is that watering to grow the tree. That's the druid. So wait, yes. So wow. Actually, wow. Way too fertile. So I'm not gonna put a semen into a pot. Yes, yeah, I already have three children. We don't want any more fertility well, in this bitch. That's, that's the thing, though. It can, it can be fertility of other other things. It doesn't have to be fertility like we need to have a baby right yeah. now. It could be fertility, fruitfulness of other things. One of the things that we do, um, after we have sabbats, several sabbats that we practice. And one of the things that we do at every Sabbath, every seven weeks we have a holiday. Witches love to party, man. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. So every seven weeks, there is a witch holiday. Something's happening. Is that just a thing? Every it's, seven a thing. it's every, like thing. every seven weeks, there's a holiday. That's cool. So it's like, you got it on. And one of the things we do is called jumping the cauldron. Oh, yeah. So you get the cauldron, you light it on fire. If there's a couple that wants to have a child, they jump the cauldron together because the cauldron is a symbolism of fertility. That is so cute. But if you want fertility of money, you jump the cauldron by yourself and you're visualizing that money you already have. If you want a like, house, you jump the cauldron that you are living in this house. If you want, So you jump the cauldron for fertility of life. To bring forth what you want. Yep. Because also the cauldron is representative of the goddess. Mm-hmm. Think Mm-hmm. A lot of old traditions are based on visuals of what things look like. So a cauldron looks like a womb. It holds things. It contains things. It brews things. It cooks things. And it, you create things yes. in this thing. Uh, That's cool. So have you ever had people that maybe necessarily don't practice paganism or witchcraft or anything like that, but want to be a part of this? Would you invite them in? Yes. The yes. Of course. And just do it like yes. in the name of, but not really like them. So when you have... Because, there, you know, there's, there's a lot of moms that don't get pregnant. They're yeah. willing to try anything. So like, yes. Oh, absolutely. We would invite them and say, come on, we'll do this for you. We'll do it together. That, like, on one side, like, they are more like, no, which kind is, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. But you guys are so welcoming on the other side. That you're like, come, bring all. They're, like, they're like, let's play there with There are us. things that people do to this day that they don't realize come from witchcraft. Yes. You know, you're saying, like, witchcraft is every day, whether you practice it's it or every not. every day, whether you practice it or not. It's how you sweep with your broom. It's. The old wives' tales. Have you ever heard the old wives' tales? If you have a bad dream, put a cup under the bed. You know, that is witchcraft. If you are told, you sweep towards towards the door. door, If the broom falls, that means you're going to have a guest. Witchcraft. Everything you do has a folklore that is pertaining to witchcraft. Only people have forgotten. They've been suppressed through other religions. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I didn't know about that, like, the cauldron thing. That's really cool. Um, so, have either of you ever been in, like, a cult? Thank, <laughs> thank goodness, no. Yes. Um, have you been approached, like, to be in a cult? Yes. Yeah. And, what, and, like, what turned you off from, like, where's that line of separation? Everyone has a line. So, where's that line where you're like, I'm definitely not going to be in a cult? Uh, I, okay. So, um, this only came up recently when, with, because another aspect of and from working a lot on yourself, especially those of us with less with mental health situations, um, a lot of repressed memories will come up. A lot of things that need to be addressed will come up so you can now work on them because you're strong enough to face them. Um, I recently had some memories come up from when I was a teenager where I encountered people who deeply believed that they were vampires. Um, like, they, they, are, they, they were, were vampires. vampires. Oh they needed God. to drink blood in order to sustain their lives um but they all they associated it with witchcraft as well and it was this big huge thing and 
because of where I was at that time, I wanted to believe with them, but also in my head, I was like, no, this is kind of just real. Like, they believe this. And like, you have, like, yeah. you have a threshold in your head where you're right. like, this is fake. But this I is wanted like... to be, I was so in need of feeling accepted and loved and cared for that I was willing to try to believe with them until it came to a point where I was expected to relinquish control. And for me, in witchcraft, that's relinquishing control of my blood. Blood is very powerful. Blood is the life, especially for us women who have periods, who mm-hmm. menstruate, who have had children. Me, not yet, but at some point, I was expected you to... have cat babies. have cat babies. But I was expected to freely and without restraint and without question just give up blood. Like, take a, take a, a needle and just, like, give them blood whenever they want to. And uh, when I realized, no, that's See, not that to okay. me is a borderline. That to me is a borderline because at some point you're trying to manipulate control. Yeah. I and, am, so I am obsessed with cults. And we, we all know that knows who I am and knows my personality. It is an obsession. Yes. Because the idea of your brain being manipulated to the point that you believe everything this person is saying, it blows my mind it really it does. blows my mind and like without so, question without yes question, that's and thing. that's the thing is for me when i started dabbling and then getting deeper into this one of the things i always had in the back of my head am i in a cult am i joining a cult is this very cult yourself. i did but i did the, have those questions when i met you exactly. <laughs> yes that's safety. really funny that's funny that you guys say that because like I mean, I see it on the other end. So I've known this person, obviously, for a very long time. So for me, even though she's been in it for 20 years, I've known her for even more before that. So yeah. for me, it, it it didn't feel like a cult because it was all presented with her eyes, to... right? But I, I didn't know that you with, had an internal struggle of, like, Absolutely. is this a cult or not? I, no. I still do. Whenever I am sitting behind that altar and I'm in my coven, I always sit back. And one of the things they all love to tease me about is because I'll, I'll sit back and do something and I'll look and I'll go, am I being cultish? Am I being cultish? Because that is like my biggest thing is like I don't want people to feel that because I am so obsessed with learning about cults. Yeah. I don't want anyone to feel like, like I'm... culty vibe right now. Yeah. <laughs> like like I don't like... want anyone to feel like I am the last word. Like, please, if I say... That the sky is blue, go look it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, Question me. Don't believe me and be like, oh my God, she said the sky is blue. I'm going to believe her. No, no, and no. And I think that's a big difference too between yes. the cult and the whole coven thing you have yeah. going on. Obviously, I don't practice witchcraft, but I'm very open to everything and I love everything and everybody. And I believe in everything that everybody believes in, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I think there's, there is that line. It's that culty gives you that vibe of like, you're going to do what I say because I said it and I am your person that you listen to. You're not allowed to question right. me. You cannot question my authority. Right. Yeah. Whereas in witchcraft and like like I said, everyone has a little guttaria in them. It's really giving you the open mindfulness of like, no, question it. That's yeah. the whole point of witchcraft. You guys are questioning the norms. Questioning like if I tell what's you, normal. If I'm telling you your body is your temple and that all acts of love is acts of the goddess, look it up. Don't look just believe up. me. Right. Don't sit here and go, oh my God. She is. I. She is the final word. I'm gonna go now, and I'm gonna be free loving. No, wait, wait, wait. I didn't say that. <laughs> you know? guys accidentally been invited to something. You're like, oh, this is super cool. Oh no, I was invited. <laughs> I they was. They both like yes, are holding back just a yes, little bit. Okay, on, just dab 
just so dabble. Give us a little tip. I was invited to a party, quote unquote party. And it actually was with people that at the time I worked with. It wasn't with which with house. work people? Yes. So I go to this party. <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. No, everywhere. I go to this party and this the husband of the person that I was with proceeded to talk in a very Charles Manson voice, I like to call wow. you know that. Like that, that you the Kool-Aid. <laughs> yes. And I realized that it was a sex party, but it wasn't as consensual as I was comfortable with at the time. Really? Yes. And they were like, okay, and now you're going to go with him privately and and my husband is going to go. And we were like, wow. red flag, yeah. we are out. <laughs> I was just here for this pumpkin spice coffee. <laughs> Where did I make a wrong turn? That's so funny. So even for someone that's been practicing for 20 yes. years, 13 years, you guys still have a line where you're like, this is not fucking happening. Well, right? You're not going to tell me that I'm going to go into someone's house that I just met for the very first time. At least buy me dinner. You're not going <laughs> to sit there and like, yeah. no. Not only that, what I can do, other people can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, yes, I am who I am and I'm a witch and I see myself as having power. But at the same time, anybody else can do what I do. You know, there's yeah. nothing special in that. Our brains function generally the same way. We are of the human race. We are homo sapiens together. So what I can do, other people can do as well. And that, for me, sets the difference. Because we don't put ourselves on pedestals above other people. Even if we're standing behind the altar and we're the ones leading that circle, mm-hmm. regardless, we still see ourselves as equal to the other people that are there. So have you guys ever seen to where, like, a woman is in the middle of the circle and, like, you're, they're having, like, a woman and a man are having sex and everyone's surrounding the circle and watching and, like, Hopefully gaining some sexual energy from that. Hopefully not. <laughs> you have it. Would, I if have that's not. If would you walk out? Would you uh, yes. respect their... Okay, so I have not ever seen it personally, but I wouldn't walk out if I was told about it ahead of time. This is what I'm expecting is going to happen. Therefore, I'm given the choice. Okay, so there's a respect factor yeah. in it. Yeah. So if, yeah. I, if I go into someone's circle and they say, hey, we're going to practice some tantric magic, Okay. In your head, you know what that means. And you're like, ding, ding, ding. So if anyone says, come over for tantric magic and coffee, you know exactly what that means. Yes. So there's there's no hidden agenda. There's no hidden agenda. And that's the word. As long as there's no hidden agenda. Now, if I'm in a circle and it starts happening and I wasn't told ahead of time, yeah, I might be a little upset. Because I would like to know. I mean, the respect, I guess, has to go both ways. Just like you have to respect what they believe in as far as doing this sex magic. They have to respect that you may not be as comfortable or whatever you want to participate in. Exactly. It goes back to consent. It's yeah. so huge. It what is, what, how did you say the consent? The magical consent. Magical consent. consent. Yeah. I really like that. That's Because really cool. think about it. Let's say you had a really bad week and you're not feeling good. And you're about to get your period, so you're feeling crampy. Are you really in the mood to lend energy to that? Right. You might not be in the mood. Your energy may not be that great. No. Who wants that energy? You know, like, so you might be like, you know what? I'm not okay with this today. Maybe next week, today, not so much. Yeah. All right. So let's get into weird stuff, right? I want to hear oh. one, at least one. Give me something. Like, this is already pretty weird for people, like, as it is. Because a lot of people have, wrote, like, DM me and was like, what are you talking about? What are we going to get into? Because, again, it's a taboo. It's, like, a forbidden. But... I mean, these are moms, and these are moms that are to be, you know, you're young, so one day you're going to be a mom, and these are things that you guys are doing. So let's get into something crazy weird. I want to hear something that you're just going to blow me away. I'm going to go ahead and leave this to Agent White. Agent Agent White has done a lot of... Agent White has done a lot of research on this topic. <laughs> Agent White over here and is itching to tell me. Go. Go. 
Go. Give me something so, weird. Go. Okay, so uh, I'm Asian White because I'm a part of another podcast with Agent Red and Agent Black um, that's all about the strange and unusual, usually associated with aliens and the unnatural and paranormal. Oh my god, I love you with the square this already. Okay, go. Um, so something that has come up recently, not because I personally participate, but just because it's something that fascinates me, there is such a thing called exophilia. And exophilia is the uh, essentially the sexual arousal associated with the strange and unusual, usually associated with aliens. So people who really want to get it on the deal. People who want to get down and dirty and get impregnated by an alien. E.T. sex. E.T. Like sex. E.T. sex. It's so, a thing. But wait, how do we automatically assume that aliens have the same genitalia that we have? How do we know that they also have sex? So there, there's a whole on, like online digital concept um, where y'all can look it up. It's called hentai. Um, hentai originated. Well, I'm learning so <laughs> much right now. Like, Hent- like- hentai originated as a Japanese anime uh, concept where it's all it's cartoons and it's drawn as cartoons. Uh, but through hentai, there's a subcontent called tentacle porn. Tentacle um, porn? Tentacle porn. Okay. So, uh, and basically, tentacle porn is where, like, an unsuspecting, sweet, innocent-looking um, female, she's she ends up getting entangled or trapped or kidnapped by some sort of creature that has tentacles, and it's, like, very... Gross and terrible and gross looking. It's like it's gross, but I'm sitting here with my coffee. Like, tell me more. Yeah, and the this uh, monster will essentially have unconsenting sex with this with this female. Like, let's call it what it is. But that's tentacle porn, and through tentacle porn, there's a whole sub context. There's a whole sub genre of people who deeply are obsessed with being impregnated by aliens and by monsters specifically through their tentacles. And because of this obsession, there's a whole company that has created and developed tentacle dildos. I cannot. Okay. Yes. So now we have reached alien dildos. If you yes. haven't got here before. We told and you you weren't ready for us. It gets better. Another level. I don't think I've ever thought about alien dildos. Oh, it, it gets, gets better. better. It gets oh wait, there's God. more. So these alien dildos are extremely realistic. Like, they move, and they, and like, some of them look like octopus tentacles, but also they come with their own type of, like, tinted colored lube that looks, like, green and grotesque or other colors. What? And they come with these, like, latex balls that are essentially alien eggs, and you put them in the end so that when you're using it and, and, and getting it on with this alien te- tentacle, you squeeze it. And it pushes the eggs inside of you, so you have that fantasy of being impregnated by an alien. So you're thinking you're being impregnated. Yes, it's this whole fantasy. Releases like artificial sperm. Yep, essentially artificial sperm. These eggs go inside of you. This whole thing. It's a thing. That's insane. Would you ever? No. Would you ever fish that? (laughs) That bond. Me, no. no. I just think it's fascinating what our minds are able to come up with as a concept for what we So alien porn. Yeah. <laughs> would you be in char- would you be involved in some alien porn? No. No? I, I don't think I could I don't think my partners would like that. You don't, <laughs> don't think, think? They would, I mean 
I don't know if they would get into. I don't know, but I'm also like weird and obsessed with like flat earthers, and so maybe. That's true. But I okay, do you believe that? Because in in that retrospect, thinking about alien porn and being impregnated by aliens or whatever, there are people that think they have sex with ghosts. Oh yes, yes. And being impregnated there by ghosts are, or yes, whatever it is. So there are many, many people that, and it is a like a fantasy idea. That they and there is a woman I forgot if she was in Massachusetts and I will I will give you the information of her name I can't remember it that she actually believed that she was married she married her spirit husband that was a pirate I think I saw that on an episode yes. of like Doctor yes. Phil or something and she has intimate relationships with her husband she consummated the marriage according to her well okay so the ghost thing because I. I, I think spirits are like a real thing. So I think I could believe more of the ghost thing. The alien thing is like, bro, you're putting fake alien sperm in you. Like, so what do you think you, is going to happen? Yeah, that's <laughs> just a fantasy. That's like a that's fantasy. A, yeah. yeah. And that's a, that's a fetish. That's a fantasy. And the spirit idea, um, if you think of people that have tragically lost in their lives... And that is that moment that they relive that moment over and over and over again. Yeah, that's true. So they can, if they've lost their partner and they have not been able to handle the trauma, they may create the fantasy that they're with that partner in spirit. So do you think, like, people, yeah. I mean, people believe in everything. Do you think people have been, abduct, like, in this society, they think they've been abducted and, like, Aliens want them, or like want them as a vessel, or so, like. Honestly, it depends on the situation. Alien probing. Alien, alien probing. probing. It's a thing. <laughs> we have it gone really, to a place of no return. We will really, never get to this place really again. It really depends on the person, and I think that's for each person to explore. But there are a couple instances, especially recently, where like paranormal psychologists uh, have done studies where they've done almost like cases of hypnotism where they've put somebody into a trance and then walked them into an alien situation and then just like let that person's subconscious take them wherever and nine times out of ten that person felt in that trance state that they were being put. It's funny a, you say that because like the mind is such a powerful yeah. thing. Like it, Okay, I'm going to say it. I mean, I've never told anybody this before. So we'll just say it on podcasts for thousands <laughs> of people. But, you know, I've had like an orgasm in a dream. And yeah. I've woken up and been Absolutely. like, oh, shit, I just had an orgasm. Yeah. Like I felt all the feelings of an orgasm. And it's just so crazy how, and I don't even remember the dream. It has nothing to do with what's happening in the dream versus like me just experiencing that. So it is the mind thing. The mind is just so powerful. In in our spiritual practice, there's something called your Akashic records or your spirit records. And in your Akashic records, think of it as a filing system. It is memories and suppressed memories that you store, whether it's through trauma, whether it's through other lives. And it just takes one moment to wake up that memory and it will burst into something. So it might have been an Akashic record that opened at that moment and caused you to have that orgasm. Isn't that crazy? I mean, there's been times that like we have done, like we've gone to like swinger clubs and like we'll do like things like that and then go home and like me and my husband will do our thing, right? And like there's been times that like I've been so turned on by what's happening that I'll have, like, eight orgasms in a row. Like, it's just crazy. Like, mm-hmm. it happens. Yeah. Now, I have a lot of kids, so that's obviously before all these children. But <laughs> it has happened. So it's just, it's more of a, and it's just me and him. It's the same two people that have been together for 14-something years, but it's just, it's the mind. It's just so crazy to think that, like, your mind can just go into a place that, like, you just erotically turned on from yeah, it. Absolutely. So I guess that's, like, part of, like, the alien thing. It can be. Now it I'm going to really have a dream can. that I'm going to have sex with the alien, and then what if I have an orgasm, then I had alien sex? There, there you go. There's I'm going to blame sex. it on you. 
Yeah, yeah, because it's hard to charge them. It, it's a matter of opening those memories because we also believe in reincarnation. We believe that when you die, you come back and mm -hmm. then you die. But we don't always believe that you come back as a person. Right. And then we're also, I know me and Agent White specifically, because we have these conversations because of our whole lives of strange and unusual, <laughs> we believe that um, the people, we're not the only beings in this world. I think it's selfish to think we're the only beings very in the world. Selfish. It's very we're selfish. We're not the only that. ones so, with the consciousness. Yeah. There, is there other life forms? Maybe. I think so, possibly. And have we traveled to be that life form? Quite possibly. Maybe these people with the fetishes, they were an alien in another life. I mean, it has to push the envelope at some point. Because yes. it's very selfish to think that the perfect human being is, or the perfect thing in existence is, A, a human being, and B, a straight human being that lives in this bubble of perfect, like, no. it's just, there's just so many envelopes that you have to push. Yeah. So it's selfish to think we're the only ones on the planet. It's selfish to think, like, like Roman Catholic is the only way to go. It's selfish to think, like, you have to be a straight you know, that's just such a narrow category that society has, like, boxed us in. It's just so crazy to think that, I mean, these things could happen. So if anyone has alien sex tonight in their dream, you're welcome. And I want to hear about it. Um, you can, we can have a whole episode on this, so you can let me know. Um, so let's get to tips before we wrap up. Um, do you guys have any tips at all for anyone that maybe wants to get into sex magic or maybe just wants to, like, increase something with their maybe they think with their significant other they want to like increase their sexuality so do you have any tips for anybody that just wants to dive into this and maybe scared or you know they're, they're scared to touch that subject i don't know if tips would be the right thing but more of tapping into their feminine power inside work on the beauty that's inside yourself work on yourself because you can't produce magic for others if you can't produce it for yourself. Boom. And that's that goes with so everything. It, it's a matter of embracing your your inner beauty, embracing yeah. that inner person. And then once you embrace that, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, and I agree. And that, I think that goes for like almost every like you said, there's witchcraft and everything. I think everything is can relate to every single day. Like I think that's with every single day. In order to be happy with anything, you need to first be happy with yourself. Yeah. Um, in order to feel like you're good enough for anybody, you need to first be good enough for yourself. Yeah, exactly. So I guess we'll go ahead and leave it at there. We had so much fun with you guys. This was Thank just you. took it to like a whole other level. Um, I hope you guys had a naughty Monday because this was just, I got goosebumps still. It's just so crazy. So before we go ahead, we're going to put a huge shout out. They do have a podcast. If you guys want to look into more of these conspiracy theories and kind of, it's really, really interesting to see like what kind of theories and, you know, go ahead and jump in a little bit. Give me a little bit about your podcast. So our podcast is Project White Rabbit. Uh, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can absolutely find us also on Anchor. And our podcast is just that. It's all about the strange and unusual, strange places, strange people, the weirdness around some things. Our first episode that we launched was about a place called Coral Castle in Miami, Florida. Which I looked it up as um, I was watching. I was telling her, I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah, so definitely check us out. We won't be talking about alien sex or sex with ghosts, but... We'll definitely be uh, talking about some weirdness. But if you do have questions about that, you can shoot me a DM. I can get it to them, and they can give me some answers and help you guys out. I hope you guys work hard this week, make some fun mistakes on the weekend. We'll meet you here every Monday with your favorite naughtiest mommy. Don't forget to follow me on the gram. Stay safe. Happy Halloween. Have fun. Say bye, ladies. Bye. bye.